0: Welcome back to Something Ominous. This is your host, Jessica. And I'm Karina. And this is
1: episode twelve. Well Oh, also Happy New Year. Oh yeah, happy new year. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I actually got to rest a lot this weekend. So it was nice just being at home, not doing anything. Yeah, same. I love to stay at home. Yeah. We've also been a little bit under the weather, I would say. But I feel like everybody is sick right now, so I don't feel so alone.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm still coughing. I know. The cough. It's like the cough won't go away. So the last episode that we uploaded was Ominous Encounters. We hope you guys enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was I it was really good. I really liked all the stories that we had. I
0: love stories from people just because it makes it so real because someone actually experienced
1: it. Yeah, me too. And We have more, so we can make another one. We'll make another one eventually. Please send in your stories. We want to keep making ominous encounters. So anything that you can think of, send it to us. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Today, I'll be talking about Isla de las Muñecas. Oh! Oh Yes, in English, it is also called Island of the Dolls. So I have actually been to this place before, which is different to the other paranormal cases I've talked about. We went one time that we spent a few days in Mexico City. So there's a place in Mexico City called Xochimilco. It's about an hour away from the city. And it consists of a bunch of party boats called trajineras that are guided down the canals. As we've mentioned before in La Llorona episode, Mexico City was built on a lake and was known as Lake Texcoco. Now, Xochimilco is located on those same waterways that existed in ancient times. So I'll give you a rundown of what a day in Xochimilco is like. When you arrive to the dock or the embarcadero, as it's called, it'll show you a map with different routes that you can take. There's routes of two hours, four hours, five hours. The four hour route is the one that takes you to the Isla de las Muñecas, and that's the one that we took. So, fun fact, they have a little stop on your way there called ajolotario, where you can see and learn about axolotls or ajolotes. Ajolotes are actually native to Lake Xochimilco and only exist in the wild in this place. And, of course, now people breed them or have them in captivity, but I don't know. I always thought that was interesting. What's an ajolote? <gasps> <gasps> no, like, I've heard of it, but like, I don't Wait, know. I if- really don't an, axol- <laughs> an axolotl? Hold on. Let me show you a picture. If, you, if I show you a picture... You know what I'm talking about? Okay, they're literally like the cutest. Oh, those! Yes. yes, yeah, they're actually really popular now, which is surprising. Like I had never. weren't really... they
0: extinct?
1: Yeah, they were.
0: They were going extinct. I know. I came across
1: a TikTok of someone that breeds them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of breeders now. Like you can buy them off breeders, but in the wild, they're only in Lake Sochimilco. So when you start approaching the dock for Isla Mujeres, you begin to see a tall fence made of logs and you'll also even be able to see dolls hanging from the surrounding trees. You're probably wondering at this point how this island came to be and how the dolls got there. Well, it all started with Don Julián. Julián Santana Barrera was born in 1921. I didn't find much information about his childhood, but I did read that he grew up in the old neighborhoods of Xochimilco. In his adulthood, Don Julián was known for being a very religious person and preached the word of God to whoever would hear him. After being rejected so many times by people, he decided to leave his wife and kids and move to an island to begin his life in solitude. So legend says that shortly after moving to the island, Don Julián found the body of a little girl floating in the river. Now there's different theories as to why he began to collect dolls. One theory is that after finding her body, he found a doll floating in that same place where he found her. Don Julian took this as a sign from the little girl and hung the doll in a tree in her memory and from there began his obsession with collecting dolls. The most common theory though is that after finding the little girl's body, her spirit began to haunt him. He would hear her screams and her footsteps walking around at night. To protect himself, he began to collect dolls to appease her spirit. He would go find them in the canals and the trash. He would hang them from the trees and on wires. With time, the dolls began to decay and look more and more sinister. According to a video by Mexico Desconocido that I found on YouTube, Don Julian believed that the appearance of the dolls began to drive away the spirit of the little girl and any malignant spirits that surrounded the canal. So after some time, the public started noticing that the island was filled with dolls and started bringing their own dolls. Sadly, Don Julian passed away in 2001 at the age of 80 and his body was found floating in the same place as the girl. That is the saddest thing ever. I thought it was sad too. It's said that he died of a cardiac arrest, but how his body ended up in the water is unknown. So like he could have maybe had the cardiac arrest outside and fell in the water. But of course, everybody has their own theory of maybe the girl pulled him into the water or like... Yeah, or the spirit or, mm-hmm. or maybe he was trying to save something maybe he saw something and was trying to save and it got pulled or something Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. in the island there are more than 2,500 dolls there's dolls in the trees hanging in wires and all along of a small house that's found there inside he actually has shrines of dolls there's one particular doll named Agustina who was found on the day of San Agustin It said that this was Don Julian's favorite doll. And some people even bring dolls as offerings and ask for miracles. So whenever I was looking at the articles, it said like, muñeca milagrosa. So I don't know. People feel like if you bring her an offering, she'll do whatever you ask of her.
0: Oh, that specific doll that he has as a shrine. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: you go inside, there's dolls like literally everywhere. But inside, there's actually a doll like in a shrine. Surrounded, of course, by other dolls, but there's like one main doll. So when you went, you were able to get off and tour the island. Mm -hmm. You saw that doll? Yeah, yeah, we saw that doll. I think I have pictures of it. We can post um, some of the pictures that I took on our Instagram post. But yeah, yeah, I have pictures of that doll. I even took a picture of a sign of there's like some dolls and there's a sign that says Contenido Maldito. Oh, I remember you showing me that. Yeah, which means, uh, what does it translate to? Like evil content?
0: yeah. Pretty much. How did you feel while you were there? Did you feel like scared, nervous, or were there parts where you kind of felt a little uneasy and then parts where you're like,
1: oh, it doesn't feel as heavy over here? I think it was really creepy at first just seeing all the dolls and like walking around because they're like, they're not cute. Like, they have, like, some of them don't have arms, some of them don't have legs. Their some eyes, of them, I've mm-hmm. seen some pictures. Some of them are like, super rusty, some of them, like, the eyes are white. So I think that was kind of creepy like the hair is all messed up and then i think after a while then you start feeling like you're in a museum almost like you're mm-hmm. just like whoa like look, look at that doll look at that doll and it was until we went inside that i think i felt more creeped out when i saw like the shrine and everything mm-hmm. i was like okay this is feeling like like icky i don't know how to explain it like like eerie giving, eerie yeah. that's the word like they're giving it power yes exactly like yeah like they're holding this doll in an altar i don't know one thing that they also told us was that some of the dolls with batteries that malfunction will sometimes talk or laugh or cry Who making knows? the island even scarier <laughs> so some, some of them start going off by themselves
0: and these are like old dolls no mm-hmm. batteries nothing mm-hmm.
1: or maybe mm-hmm. they have batteries but you know they're probably rusty or something Yeah. so they'll start to malfunction and they start crying or they talk <laughs> Um. but yeah I can't imagine especially if you're like there at night Dude, me cago. yeah, me cago I'm out of there <laughs> One thing that I read in multiple articles but wasn't sure of to mention is that Don Julián said that he would also see a siren. Mm. Una sirena. The siren appeared to Don Julián and told him that she would take him with her. Some believe that she's the cause of him being found in the water. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like there's reports that this was a story that he would tell was that a sirena had told him that she was going to take him.
0: Well, there is a thing that sirens will sing to you to like try to seduce you mm-hmm. to take you with them and they pretty much just want your soul
1: yeah oh there's that one tiktok video yes yeah, the guy yeah the guy and there, he's like in the middle of the ocean and like you can hear the siren yeah and they always shut his account down like i can't mm-hmm. even find him anymore i'm pretty sure he's still there but under another name i know that video always comes up and i always watch it because i'm like oh my gosh the sound that you hear in the background screaming yeah screaming like, screamy, like a- but it sounds like muffled Nowadays, Isla de las Muñecas is a popular tourist attraction. And if you go, just be careful of scammers because apparently there's a fake island that they take you to. So it's not the real Isla de las Muñecas. It's like a different like place that they made that's not as far and hard to get to. Mm. And you can see like the fake one has like a big tree in front of it. And it's just like that's all it is. It's just a tree full of dolls but it's not the real island Uh uh-huh so the fake one only has that one tree with all the dolls but the island has them scattered around Mm -hmm. and you know because of that fence that's made of logs and it looks very old like it's very old looking but i'm guessing it's harder to get to some people are like oh yeah i'm gonna take you to the isla and they end up taking you to that like one fake tree oh okay Mm -hmm. and they charge a lot so yeah that is isla de las muñecas i
0: really want to go
1: Yeah, I would love to go again. One, Xochimilco was really fun. Uh And the time that we went, I don't know why, but my parents like made us go. When they opened, like literally we got them, they were cleaning the trajineras. We were like, (laughs) we were the only people there. Um, So whenever we took off, but it was nice because whenever we took off, it was only our boat. Like, okay so you got to experience it without like any yeah. rushing or anything like, like it was that. like silent and you just enjoyed nature and um on our way there we got to see the ajolotes and we mm. were the first ones there um and they also have little stands on the side with like micheladas so they will actually park your trajinera and they make you a michelada oh, and so then you fun. keep going yeah so it was really nice and then once we did the isa de las muñecas on our way back was when we started seeing all the boats coming and like they have trajineras with musicians in them so they have like a mariachi trajinera. Banda Trajinera. So yeah, it was pretty fun. All right, so now
0: it's my turn. Okay, Kari, for this one, I don't know why I feel so uncomfortable. What? I feel so uncomfortable. Why? Okay. okay, you're sleeping comfortably when all of a sudden you have this dream that makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but others may enjoy these types of dreams. You wake up because what you were having was a wet dream.
1: Girl, Oh, god
0: good. i feel like i'm a 50 year old and i shouldn't <laughs> no, talk about this so, red?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. so i do want to start off by saying that this section is rated r because i'm covering the sex demons or spiritual spouses known as succubus and incubus
1: <gasps> yeah.
0: oh. there will be mentions of sexual contact and sexual assault so listeners discretion is advised So these demons visit you in your dreams, but some say they felt them while being awake. So just on a regular walk down the store, the mall, even around the house, they feel touched by these demons. A succubus or succubi is a female demon popularized in religious folklore and mythology. The succubus demon was believed to be sexual in nature. They say she takes the form of an attractive female appearing to men in dreams or in the physical world to seduce them, steal their energy, and in some cases, kill them. I don't know why I sound so excited about that. (laughs) So yes, she is described to be a sexual and seductive in nature. And if you Google succubus, you'll see drawings of a beautiful curvy demon and some have long wavy hair with horns. She's definitely viewed as a sex symbol, but they weren't always this sexy in looks or viewed this way at all. So through medieval times, a succubi was hideous and she was described to be deformed, smaller than average people. And instead of walking, they would stoop and crawl. They described their feet to be like raptors, their face like a gargoyle and their fingers like ragged claws. So, like, the bottom is a dinosaur, the face a gargoyle, and the claws, like, I don't know, crabs? Mm -hmm. Today's succubi is charismatic and has a seductive power to match their look. They can tease men with only words if they wanted to, but also use their body. They can be very dominant and vengeful if they feel betrayed by the man. But they take pride in their ability to manipulate and tease the men they take control In medieval times, their personality was ugly just like their looks. So they say that they were sneaky, controlling, and malicious. They could care less if a man was pleased or not as long as they were pleased because their purpose was to gain life, force, and have children. So they didn't give a fuck if the man was pleased or not. And they were like, I don't know, I'm going to get mine and I'm going to have a child or take your life or whatever.
1: So they could have a child. So this was weird. Okay. So this is weird.
0: So what it says is that what the succubi does, once it takes control of the man that they seduce, the way that they do it is like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm like a 35-year-old over here feeling all like, oh my God. <laughs> takes the, you know, when the man does it sting. Okay. She holds it. And then she goes to the incubus and puts it in the incubus. So It's kind of like the opposite. So they're able to mate together, the succubi and the incubus. Okay. It was kind of confusing the way that they said that they can have kids or children or offsprings. Are you familiar with Lilith? Mm -mm. No. So I am not too familiar with Lilith, but I have heard of Lilith. I came across her was more as her being a symbol of female power. But while doing the research, I read that Lilith is referenced in the Bible as a night demon. And some also know her as Adam's first wife after Eve. I haven't fully like read the Bible or like done much research on it. But through the research, I saw that these sex demons were mentioned in the Bible. And in Christianity, they're known as spiritual spouses. In Genesis 6, spiritual entities came to earth and they had physical relationships with human women and had offsprings known as Nephilim. And nephilims are a group of mysterious beings or people of unusually large size and strength, so giants. Oh. Yeah, so this is where it was kind of confusing to me. Like, I guess when the succubus and incubus get together, they have these giants. And I didn't find a lot of information on this, but pretty much each article that I read mentions succubus, incubus, offsprings being the Nephilims, and then they're known as giants. Okay, so this is just what I read through the research. So if anybody that's listening to this knows more about the Bible, you are more than welcome to correct me, okay? We take corrections. So based on that, we know that these sex demons have been around for many years. In India, they have yakshini, and in China, they have mogwai. Now, it was all entertaining to me up until I came across a study because we know there's always science involved when it comes to cases like these. Mm -hmm. People describe these attacks to be kind of like sleep paralysis episodes. Doctors call these cases incubus or succubus syndrome. They believe they're hallucinations from psychotic disorders. There are a few case reports that I found under the National Library of Medicine. So I'm just going to read one of the cases. And this is where sexual assault is brought in. Mm-hmm. So you can skip like 30 seconds. The first case was of an 18-year-old who had a family history of mental illness. He complained about someone having sexual intercourse with him against his will. So they did a mental evaluation on him and they say that he appeared very distressed. He explained that at night when he would go to bed, he would feel the sensation of being touched by a female. He described this female as good-looking. So I'm not sure if he imagined her as he was feeling her touching him or he physically saw her because that wasn't documented on Mm -hmm. the report but he said that he started to feel his private area being touched he didn't want to experience this because it happened against his will he felt very guilty every time he experienced this i mean like he was pretty much you know by an unknown female and he was fully convinced that he was having this experience because he could physically feel someone touching him There were times he'd get up from his sleep distressed and fearful. He had a strong belief that it was a witch. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia and given medication, which seemed to help his succubus encounters. Then I read another article on liveabout.com where a man from California had a demonic encounter. He returned from school tired and worn out. He had some homework to do and worked on it pretty late at night until he finally went to bed. He falls asleep immediately. Then he starts having this dream of an evil being trying to get into his home and into his room. And as soon as this evil thing breaks in, he jolts from his sleep, waking up with fear and a heavy ringing sound in his ear. He said he felt the demon on the wall behind his head holding his body down. Mm. I know. He was fighting to free himself, but had no luck. The demon was just laughing at him and screams out, soon, That's it. Yeah, like that's it. And finally, she lets go of him. He jumps out of bed to turn on his light and sees nothing out of the ordinary, but notices his dogs were acting kind of weird. They kept barking and jumping at the door. And he goes to the restroom and says that he's startled by his reflection in the mirror because his eyes were bloodshot red. So I don't know how, but Because of that, he knew that he had been visited by a succubus demon. He hasn't been visited since and his encounter wasn't as sexual as the previous one. There's also no evidence of mental illness. So could this just be a plain sleep paralysis or was it the feeling that he had? Because there isn't much description to it, but he says that it was a succubus. So I don't know if like it's maybe how he felt and he just didn't describe it. Their encounters were pretty similar to sleep paralysis. They can feel them on top of them and it always starts off as a dream. But with incubus and succubus, people describe being touched and can actually feel that they're having literal sex. Mm. Yeah. Now, don't think that only the men get pleasured or attacked by these demons. We women also have our own sex demon known as the incubus.
1: I just love how he said we women. (laughs) He
0: is the male sex demon that attacks women during the night. They also drain women's energy. And okay, before I go on with the story, of course they do. Men. Okay, so quick side note. You know how I described succubus and how she was like sexy and curvy and Mm -hmm. all this crap. When I Google incubus, it's an ugly little demon. I'm like, what the (laughs) hell? Why do we get the ugly part? I know. (laughs) I Googled like incubus and they're just ugly, demonic. There's nothing recent. Nowhere do they describe how the incubus looks, but there's descriptions of the succubus everywhere.
1: I feel like women are also more sexualized. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're right. Fuckers.
0: Okay, so I'm going to go on and read an encounter that was posted back in 2010 on TrueGhostTales.com. It's from a 20-year-old woman, so I'll be reading it from her perspective. She says, This began over a year ago. I have never known much of Succubus Incubi until I experienced what I believe to be an encounter. I'm a 20-year-old female, and I am a junior in college, so I no longer live at home but in my own apartment, which I have lived in for two years now. My ordeal started when I was asleep. In my dream, there was a man. I'm not sure what he looked like because it was so long ago, but we were having sex. It was, I guess, a typical dream that everyone has at one point in their lives. I had a boyfriend at the time, mind you, and we were sexually active. I woken out of this particular dream to what felt like I was still having sex as and i could feel its hands all over me i was unable to move or cry out the feeling of its hands were warm instead of cold and it felt as if someone was really there i remember feeling startled at first but it only lasted a few minutes and then it was completely over i had come to the conclusion that i was simply dreaming and i only believed it to be happening My reasoning for it, being that at the time, one of my dogs had been in bed with me, and from what I have read and heard, animals, mostly dogs and cats, are able to see ghosts, demons, and had there actually been one, my dog would have acted. Being that she, in real life, is very protective over me and would never hesitate to attack anything that came near me. She goes so far as to attack people that just try to shake my hand or even so much as laid one finger on me. After that day, I did not have any encounters for over a year until recently. About a month ago, I had awoken out of my sleep to the feeling of something pressing against me. It felt as if someone, a human, possibly a man, was pressing down on the covers above me, perhaps like an embrace. At first, I kept pushing what felt like its arms away. At that point, I was thinking that it was a dream, so I wasn't worried about it. After several moments... I'm not sure how long exactly. I realized I had been awake and my eyes were actually open when I was unable to move anymore. I was suddenly alert and began to try to move and yell and no sound came out. It was odd because eventually I was able to move somewhat, but my body still felt heavy. When I did move, the entity would go away. But as soon as I became still, I would feel it over me and I would temporarily be paralyzed again. I would get a tingly feeling over my body and get an odd ringing type sound in my ear, which would let me know that the entity was coming back and I would be unable to move. It was never forceful. It felt as if it were simply just messing with me. When it was on me, it felt like an embrace, not strangulation. I was not terrified, more like annoyed at it because I simply wanted to sleep. Eventually, it went away and I went back to sleep. The only thing I remember seeing was a gray white cat out of the corner of my eye. I never saw a person when it was embracing me. What was the cat? What does it mean? Why did I see a cat? I have never had a cat. My mother had a cat, but I am more of a dog person if that helps any. My last and most recent encounter was last night. I was dreaming semi-awake when I felt something touching my legs. I sleep on my back sometimes, and last night, that is how I went to sleep. I felt it open them and began to touch my inner thighs. I would feel it touch me in other places as well, and at one point, I felt as if I was having sex. The odd part was I was talking to it, egging it on, if you will. I even raised my shirt and allowed it access to my breast,
1: Jessica, <laughs> bro, this sounds like, um, have you ever heard of smut man? <laughs> yes. Literally, this is what, what this is right now. <laughs> why am I sweating?
0: I'm sorry. I have no idea why I would allow it. It was as if it was influencing my behavior and making me desire it. It was a warm feeling and I think I may have enjoyed it. This part of my encounter, I believe to be a dream. But at some point, I distinctly remember opening my eyes and even hearing the TV, which I leave on when I am asleep. I then became fully awake. Perhaps I had been all along, but I was unable to move or speak. I was able to keep my eyes open and I can even recite what program I saw on TV. I then felt it begin to touch me again and explore my body as it had done earlier. I tried to move, but it was fruitless. I looked down and noticed my kitten. I just recently got her about four weeks ago, and she was sound asleep. I tried screaming her name. I could even feel my voice in my throat screaming, but no sound came out. I could feel my lips moving, but there was no sound. What unnerved me was that my previous movement and the entity's movement did not awake my kitten. I was finally able to sit up, and it went away. However, as soon as I lay back, I would feel it again, and that ringing noise, and warming, tingling feeling came back and I would be paralyzed yet again. It became a pattern. I would fight the paralysis and sit up, then lose control once I lay back down and the entity came upon me. I had became a bit scared at that moment and contemplated sleeping on the floor in my best friend's bedroom. I'm in college and live in an apartment with my best friend. I even felt myself get up and walk to her room and lie down on the floor and felt the entity's presence and paralyzing aura. That was when I realized that I had never even left my room and it was just a dream. Hallucination. How is that possible? Did it make me have that hallucination so I would feel safe enough to become vulnerable to its effect again? I don't know. I then finally got up and went to sleep on the couch with my kitten and my roommate's adult cat, whom we've gotten after my first encounter. And for the record, she is a black tan tortoise shell cat. I felt safer in the living room with the two cats, which began to play and I felt better knowing that they both were awake. I eventually fell asleep and I only felt it once more when I eventually went back to sleep in my own room. One last piece that bothers me a bit. I remember opening my eyes during the sexual part and seeing a stream of light coming from my mouth as if there were sucking energy from me, mind you. There was no other thing there, just a stream of energy light going into an invisible person. I had read that they need energy to sustain and that it may have been using my energy, but I never once felt drained. I actually felt well rested and stronger when I awoken. Was this energy coming from me or going into me? Was it giving something to me or taking it? Now here's a bit more info. I have argued with myself that I just have sleep paralysis after much research and having many similar symptoms, but I am still unsure because my episodes last after I wake up and I have even been able to stand up and only after I lay down, I would feel it again. I did get shortness of breath during these ordeals and sometimes there is a bit of weight on my chest, but much different from what is associated with sleep paralysis. So what I ask of you is what could it be? Is it a demon? Incubus or simply my imagination? Should I fear it even though I have never felt threatened? Please help me with your answers. Thanks so much. So, again, this was posted on trueghosttales.com. She doesn't talk about having any mental problems, and it sounds like she was only having these encounters in her room because once she went to the living room, she felt more comfortable. In Christianity, they believe that these demons attach themselves to you through repeated sexual encounters. They also believe that you invite these demons by doing witchcraft like love potions or love spells to gain love or affection. These spells tend to leave an open door so these sex demons or spiritual spouses can attach to you any sexual sin. They believe this is the most common way to open the door to incubus succubus. Generational spirit spouses is another way. So through bloodline. If someone in the previous generation was involved in witchcraft, sexual perversion, or human sacrifice, these can lead to a type of generational spirit spouse, and you may be a victim of these sex demons. While doctors believe that these encounters are due to a type of mental illness and believe that studies and medicine can help, the church, on the other hand, believes that living free and deliverance from these demons require a disciplined devotion to God. Examples are devoting your life to Jesus renouncing that spiritual spouse and breaking its grip over your life by believing in the authority already given to you by jesus seeking deliverance prayers prayer lines or prayers with a pastor will relieve you from these demons so have you ever experienced one of these wet dreams you were just visited by a demon and that is my rated r episode wow it was a really awkward episode because it's rated r and i never okay. talk about sex around karina It was a little weird no <laughs> it was i was so like <laughs> should i change the episode like i'm gonna say karina she's my little cousin
1: oh my I'm, God, talking about I'm, sex. Glad, I'm glad i went first because imagine if <laughs> i had to follow that up with like muñecas. now Hi. i'm gonna talk about la muñecas. <laughs>
0: i know we had it ended with my awkward episode People no. out there are going to be listening to this like, oh, shit, I've had wet dreams before. But you know what? I feel like women are more open about things like that, but they never realize that it's a sexy man. I don't know. Men are a little bit more embarrassed to say what happens. Awkward. Okay. All
1: right. Well, we hope you we hope you enjoyed that episode. Just like on a normal level. You know? Not, oh, my God. We just need to end <laughs> That's so yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Well, join us the next time.
0: Well, we hope you really enjoyed this episode and thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Follow us on TikTok at Something Ominous. Instagram, Something Ominous Podcast. YouTube, Something Ominous. And then don't forget to send your stories at something ominouspod at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye. Bye.